Hey friends, Dominica here, and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tea. Today, I want to talk all about shining a light on your business. Now, if you don't own a business, that's totally okay. You're going to still learn something here, I promise. I geek out big time when it comes to data. I love looking at all the different analytics of all my clients all the time. <laughs> I am one of those kinds of leaders that wants to be informed of the data because without that information, how on earth can we possibly make smart choices when it comes to where we're putting marketing funds, ad spend, all those types of things. We have to have a big picture understanding of what the analytics are telling us. So in my experience, the most common problem businesses face is a lack of traffic whether it's foot traffic or website traffic. And sometimes it can be so overwhelming to try and figure out how to generate more revenue in the most time and cost-effective way. This is where learning your analytics comes into play. It's so important to know how to read your analytics and understand the terminology so you can effectively communicate with your marketing team. You want to avoid blindly paying for services that you think might improve your business right? You want to know what's going to improve your business and make educated decisions that will likely end in the result that you're wanting. If you're paying close attention, you can avoid making mistakes and gain a clear understanding of what your target audience is telling you by simply reviewing your monthly Google Analytics report. If you have no idea what Google Analytics is, it's a free small snippet of code that you add to the back end of your website so that you can start seeing very clear data of how people are getting to your website, how long they're staying on there. By setting up your Google Analytics properly and putting the system in place, you will also be able to identify the clear key performance indicators that will keep you focused on various business objectives, such as the conversion rate, users, sessions, bounce rate, and so much more. Next, take a look at your social media followers. Check to see if they're legitimate or from a click farm. A click farm can create a false presence and false hope. There is a lot of swarmy marketing individuals out there who are charging an obscene amount of money without being transparent about paying click farms to build up a social media following. So make sure you aren't using click farms because it's wasted money and most of these scams get companies in trouble in the long term. If a company is looking for a return on investment, their followers need to be real, engaging, and properly targeted. So how do you know if your followers are fake or real? So first, what you want to do is see where they're coming from, meaning their actual location, country. Here are the top three signs that your followers might be from a click farm. Number one, all the profile images are similar. Number two, the profiles are mostly from Middle Eastern countries. And three, you have little to zero interaction from these followers on your posts. If you believe that one of your social media pages might be compromised in this way, it might be worth starting over with a new business page entirely. If you plan to run ads through the account you have with click farm likes or followers, it can make the targeting not as effective and potentially lose credibility with your legitimate followers. Geofencing, the big thing right now for brick and mortar companies, is extremely effective. You can see firsthand how the ads are being delivered right on your mobile device. A lot of marketing companies sell geofencing because people are familiar with this term, but they don't know what it actually does or how to track the analytics. Again, another reason why it's critical 
to not just pay for something because you think you should. I can't stress enough the importance of understanding your analytic reports. Now, the next thing I want to touch on just briefly here when it comes to shining a light on your business are the financials. Once you've focused on your analytics, you must take the time to understand how to read the three essential business financial reports. The first, profit and loss statement, the P&L. Number two, the balance sheet. And number three, the cash flow statement. These are the, in my opinion, the top three that you really want to pay close attention to. Many business owners, especially those in the startup phase, have no idea how to read these reports and trust their bookkeeper that all is well. It's important to trust your team, yes. But in this case, it's also wise to understand the financial health of your business so that you can continue to spend money responsibly. For a business owner to not take the time to review their monthly financials, it is a disservice to them the future of the business, their potential customers, and to their employees. A business may seem to be doing great on the outside, but the numbers, if properly kept, will never lie. Did you hear that? The numbers, if kept properly, will never lie. Turning a blind eye and just assuming everything is working well is not the way to run a business. Pay close attention because just one misplaced comma can be significantly damaging. Look at the last six months and compare it to the previous year's P&L. Look at the overall summary of the previous year and then look at this quarter. While you're doing this, look for trends. And then you have to ask yourself, was there exponential growth in one month versus another? Why? Was the company down one month versus another? What were the circumstances out of your control, if any, such as weather? Was there any theft within the company? All right, so that brings me to the next topic here, employee theft. We have to talk about it because, you know, it happens. Inevitably, it might happen to you. I sure hope not, but let's get a little educated on it, okay? We never want to have to be the bad cop, especially in our own business. We assume that no one would ever do anything to intentionally hurt us. But the fact is that people lie, cheat, and steal all the time. If you sense something is off, you're not wrong. Trust your leadership intuition and don't find yourself in a position where you wish you would have acted sooner. A common trend I found is employees creating gift cards under customers' names. If an employee is standing in front of a customer and the customer has a credit card, the employee is responsible to just swipe or insert a credit card for that one transaction. However, employees are sneakily taking pictures of the credit card underneath the counter. Then they're buying gift cards for the business, and when their friends come in, they're using the gift cards to pay for their friend's purchase. It looks as if the customers are coming back in, when in fact, it's credit card fraud. Employees are also creating gift cards and adding fake money to them. I caught a gift card situation where the employee had their friends come in time and time again for expensive services, and they kept paying with gift cards. When suspicion arose, I went to the records inside of the POS. POS just stands for point of sale system. And I noticed a significant increase in how many gift cards the company had sold within the last six months. I saw that trend and I knew right away something was wrong. The company hadn't received any cash for the gift cards, quote, sold. Someone had taken it upon themselves to create fake money and use it to their advantage. The bookkeeper hadn't caught it and the company lost around $5,000. 
The employee was also putting the gift cards under other employees' names as if to frame their coworkers. So make sure to dig deep before jumping to any conclusions. Depending on the dollar amount that is being stolen by the employee, it can be a federal offense. In this situation, the business owner didn't want to ruin this person's life, but still wanted to teach them a firm lesson. The employee was let go and was never allowed back on the premises. To help businesses avoid this happening in the future, I frequently work with bookkeeping departments to show them examples of what I've seen firsthand and what has taken place at other companies. I then educate the bookkeepers to find similar red flags or trends within their own company. It's small business owners who are most often taken advantage of because they have everyone's best interest at heart and they're excited about giving people an opportunity. It's so sad to see that optimism get crushed so quickly when someone does something to betray your trust. It's good to be optimistic, yes, but you must also be very strategic about who you're bringing into your business. Okay, you with me so far? Hanging in? Hope so. I know this is a lot of information to take in. But these are things that I've learned over the last decade that have really helped not only my business, but so many other people be able to start to notice what's going on in their business more and to not turn a blind eye. Something else that's so important are liabilities in a business. So let's talk about that a little bit. Outstanding liabilities. When you sell a gift certificate for your business, you receive money up front in exchange for an agreement that you will honor the dollar amount paid when someone returns to redeem their, quote, credit with your business at their convenience. This is also known as a liability. And even though you have the money sitting in your bank account already, remember that you still have to provide the service or product. If you're a business that sells lots of gift cards, you may want to only consider gift cards revenue as income once the gift card has been redeemed. Do you know how many outstanding liabilities your business has? How many people have not yet redeemed their credit with you? How can we get those people to come back in to not only redeem whatever service their credit might be for, but upsell them as well? I've created and implemented automated systems where, for example, when someone purchases a service, a gift card, or even an item, we have raw data of the time and date when the purchase was made. We can then use that data to determine the ideal time to follow up with them when they need the product or service again and give them a returning customer discount. For an auto detailing client of mine, when someone purchased a complete exterior detail, we knew that within six months, that person should come back in for the exact same detail to preserve and protect their paint. So, I would send out an automated email specific to their last service date. And inside that email, I would also let them know that we are going to gift them a $25 gift certificate toward their next service. With this system, you're incentivizing the customer to get them back in and in the case of gift cards, redeem the liability while reminding them they have value. They have monetary value with your business. You're even going to give them an additional discount because it inspires them to take action. Okay, so now that we've touched on liabilities, let's talk a little bit about the responsibility of being a business owner and spending. I firmly believe the single biggest mistake any new business owner can make is having undisciplined spending or unfocused budgeting. Are you currently overspending? Think about that for a second. Are you currently overspending? Do you really need that new desk for the office? Does your business really need the new MacBook Pro when your current computer works just fine? 
Spending money on the wrong things at the wrong time can sink a business before it has even had a chance to float. Be strategic. Think frugally and realistically. Provided you have a smart bookkeeper, he or she will stay on top of the spending and let you know when it's appropriate or not to make large purchases. Here's another reason why you need to know how to read your financial statements. Your marketing team needs to be sure they're staying on track and not letting ad campaign spending get out of hand. Be sure you're on course and not spending extra money in places that are not providing a good ROI or aren't cost-effective for the business. Some marketing strategies and tactics can take months before you see any ROI or return on investment. So you will have to weigh the pros and cons of each strategy. As a business owner, you should be able to request any report any time of day, any day of the month, and have it available within 24 hours. If you're working with a marketing firm that does not offer this service, I highly encourage you to let them know what you need and the expectations that you have of them. Good news or bad, taking the time to review reports is so critical. You need to be able to lead from facts. If revenue is down, make sure your team is not overlooking or sugarcoating the metrics. The next time you want to purchase that $2,000 office chair, be sure you communicate with your CFO or bookkeeper to be sure it's something you can put on the expense account. Now, COVID-19 hit us all, whether you're a business owner or not. But the one thing that I think we all can agree on is the importance of managing money during difficult times. I know for myself, I had to be very strategic. And during COVID, what I saw in so many of my clients, really, I'm still in awe of them. There were so many that were experiencing financial distress and concern that they wouldn't make the payroll. And many of the business owners needed to step up, reach into their own pockets to keep everything afloat. And when the company became profitable again, then they slowly started to pay the business owner back. The number one thing that must be covered is payroll. Without respecting your employees, letting them know that you're putting them first, they won't put you first. They won't put the business first. They won't put the brand first. So oftentimes, as business owners, as the CEO, we have to dig deep. Pay your people first. It's so important that you don't mention the fact money is tight to your employees. It creates unnecessary stress on them. It's best to just keep that amongst the decision makers in the office. It's important to hold your cards close and not overspend until you have a little more money in the bank. The money you do have is typically allocated for the day-to-day operations, keeping the lights on, paying the lease, etc. Pay your people first. Make sure they're happy, but do not Listen closely. You ready? Do not overextend yourself by giving company loans to employees who might have fallen on hard times. Additionally, make sure all online content and services are up to date. Never let the general public know that you're hurting. If there's any money left over, it should go toward marketing efforts. From here, you can start to strategize and determine if there was too much money spent on an aspect of the business you don't need anymore. Do you have an employee who's not growing with the company? It might not be necessary to let go of that employee, but offer them a different position and maybe a new role 
will help the company grow in new ways. Rather than leaving the underperforming salesperson in your store, maybe send them out into the field so they can get creative finding new ways to get customers in the door. And maybe that employee gets to earn a little more commission when they bring in more business for the company. They feel accomplished and you're getting what you need in the end. Look at who the A-level players in the company are and then really utilize those key players to continue to work on the business with you. If you recently purchased a business and still have employees from the previous owner's leadership, try giving them a voice in the new enterprise. It might surprise you to find a wealth of knowledge in those employees who have been there for years. All right, one of the last things I wanna touch on for this episode is managing a cash infusion. When a new business receives a large cash infusion, I usually see young CEOs who are excited about hiring all their friends and they get a really fancy office with standing desks. Oh, and don't forget the ping pong tables and free lunch for everybody. Heck, why not put a bar in the lobby? You name it, they've got it. And at the end of it all, They've hired everyone they know, their friends, family, they continue to have their hands out, and the business owner quickly runs out of money. And you know what? They were supposed to develop that prototype or software, such as an app, and now they have no money to hire the software architects. I've seen it so many times, and those companies go belly up within 12 months. To avoid this, spend money on individuals who have the same business-minded goals Put together a budgeting plan with the CFO and make sure that it's followed through. Take action on this plan. Whatever you do, whatever funding you've received, do not put it all into your business checking account. Put the majority of it into the company's savings account. That way, you can't go spending crazy with your debit card. If your company receives a $5 million funding, put $10,000 in your checking account or just enough to cover the monthly operational costs. I've seen companies become more successful in a shorter period of time by having a $5,000 investment than a $5 million investment. It's all about utilizing the cash and then being accountable for how you're using it. You need to know exactly where the money is going. Sometimes I feel like there should be a business owner spending anonymous where you can go get some help if things get really out of hand. I often see thousands of dollars going to fancy dinners or top shelf drinks to entertain clients. They can be good and they can be really valuable, these meetings, but you better be certain that that potential client is going to sign your contract. A business built on hopium never lasts for long. Just because you're a savvy tech startup business owner does not mean you get the whole lifestyle of the rich and famous, especially in the Silicon Valley. It's not nearly as glamorous anymore as it used to be. Trust me. It's now all about the long haul. How long can you actually be in this game? Can you hustle? Can you actually get a return for your efforts? Can you keep your investors motivated so that you can do a second or third round of funding? All right, quick recap. Shining a light on your business. Let's talk about some action steps here, okay? Because all this business knowledge is like great to have, but if we're not going to put it into action, what's the point? So understanding your numbers is fundamentally the single most important thing you can do in order to have longevity in your business and take the time to review your spending and liabilities. Does everything look accurate? Is money being well spent? And what do your financial reports reveal to you about your business? So if you're still with me after all that, I really hope that you learned something new. 
Because I'll tell you, if someone would have shared just an ounce of this information with me 12 years ago, oh my gosh, I'd be so much further ahead. So take what I've learned and run with it. 